This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. I'm sure you're sick to your stomach like we are about the Husker football loss to Maryland, how it happened, even the Michigan State loss. Ease your stomach with a plate of Mary Ellen's. I'm telling you, on Wednesday through the weekend, go to Mary Ellen's. It will make watching the Husker game that much better. It'll taste better with a win or it'll take the sadness away from a loss. One or or the other. Either you're going to fall asleep or you're going to be overjoyed. (laughs) So. Either way. Either way, you're going to enjoy it. Um, but, like, like I know we're about to get into something, but Eric Eric made a case. Isn't he? It's Eric Case in here, but yeah, Eric made a making case. Making a case? Okay. Um, two things he says. One, I think we're 7-3 and three this year with a QB-like, not to say his case, but like Casey Thompson. I I, I don't have a problem with, with that, you know, that thought. I think you're absolutely – I think we probably definitely win Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Michigan State's Michigan on the table. State's on the table, and definitely this last one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then he says, my concern is if we lose Tony White without a supporting offense. That's a good question. They better pay that man. Mm-hmm. They he deserves it. I think he's worked for every dime that he's put this team in a position, and I still don't think he's done. With what he has, I think he's got still a young. I like Prince, I like um, you know uh, Linehart, mm-hmm. Lindhart. Mm-hmm. I like those guys, and then there's more still to come. I still like a couple of more additions of Javen Wright. Javen Wright playing well, yeah. Omar I, Brown I, stepped I, up. I, I like the way what he's got going, and I think knowing what he's got going and what he's been able to do, you can recruit for that. I mm-hmm. think you can recruit for the betterment of that. And so I, I I hope you retain him because I like I think the three three five works really good with uh, <laughs> <laughs> works really good, works really good with um, you know this the style that helps to bring a very good identity that's been missed for a while here in Nebraska. I am absolutely with you. Pony up, you know, keep him around as long as you can. He's earned every penny that. He's getting so far and more. I don't know if he would leave because of the offense, right? I mean, Phil Parker is still at Iowa for Pete's sake. If Phil Parker wanted to go to USC, right, implement that style of defense out there, you know, win the Pac-12, sure he could have done that a long time ago. But he has the connections and I always been there forever. So if he hasn't left that offense, I don't think Tony White is leaving this offense after just one year. Um but there's someone on the text line. Let me see if I can find it here. Okay. Um, yeah. Swift from Lincoln and the Bandit. They both make a similar point. Um, Bandit says, you aren't going to get an elite quarterback to come here with our receiver room. And Swift from Lincoln says, we aren't going to be close to landing any of those types through the portal. Better just hope a high schooler pans out. Y- yes and no. It's still Nebraska. It's still Power 5 football. So there are going to be guys that either look to to transfer up or 
if they're transferring, you know, quote unquote down, right, from a better program, if they're the backup, it's a chance to start at a power five school. Um, if everything goes well, it's a it's a very high upside play for you to come to Nebraska. But I think Strick transfer portal quarterbacks are looking more at the supporting cast on offense than Tony White is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just keep it at that. I think you're absolutely right there. Um, but here's here's um, one that I want to throw at you because I don't think we see this anymore. And we don't see Carson Beck light anymore. Okay. Here's why I say that. Carson Beck was at Georgia and waited and got better mm-hmm. and didn't bounce, wanted to be there, now got his opportunity, and he's making the best of it. We don't see that anymore. This is why I still think it's that there's someone available out there because – you know, just 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 think about it right now. Now, I'm not even going to say this, but I'm just saying, just as an example, Quinn Ewers is at Texas. Whoever that backup is, Malik Murphy, not bad. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Arch. Archie sitting even behind that. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he hasn't. No, we don't know, but there's a lot of situations like that mm-hmm. where you might you may not get the Arch but you might get the one next to him who's mm-hmm. solid. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm hoping we can find. I mean, but I'm telling you, if you've got to throw bankroll, if you've got to throw, if you need an NIL, find a way to pull, but he's got to want to be here too. Like, yep. you don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't just do it just for the monetary because – People that just play for monetary issues, they don't do well. Ask, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, last year, um, the defensive end. Oh, uh, Oshawn. Yeah, Oshawn Mathis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a return on investment on that. You I didn't, did I didn't, I didn't like that. But I still think that there's somebody out there that we can find, and we need to dig, do our due diligence, research, look into – Send somebody out there if you got to. Send Jay Foreman, God darn it. <laughs> Do some scouting work and without, you know, the scallions type. You know, <laughs> we're not talking about sitting on the bench with some glasses. We're talking about going out and really scouting out, looking at mm-hmm. this these quarterback types. We need to find it. Speaking of quarterback types, let's get to some suggestions and ideas from the text line. Your three types that you would be looking for, can you repeat those for people who might have missed it? Jordan Travis type. Um um, Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. and there was one Stetson more. Bennett. Stetson Bennett. One I remembered. Stetson Bennett. Just, just handle business. Straight across the line. Don't nothing. All right. Some other suggestions from YouTube and the text line. Um, Jim did ask about Arch Manning, so you address that. Jay says a Jaden Daniels type like you. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, concurrence. William says we need a Tebow. You already got that. I think Har- yeah, I, I think, think Harburg so. is Harburg is like that. Tall skinny Tebow. Yeah, I think Harburg ways. is like that. Um Jim also says a Tagovailoa type. That's kind of where Which one? Well, either one at this point. I mean, I think you probably prefer Tua. Uh, but Telly is no slouch. I I like his pocket presence, his ability to throw on the run. Um Downtown Scott says Cam Rising. 
I now, like that. Now, Cam Rising that's not injured, yes. I like, I, I do I like, like, I like, Rising. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, now, you you talking when you brought that one out. I uh, like that. Scott from Bancroft says, the Michael Vick type. Hey, listen. Say what you will. Michael Vick had a cannon. He could throw balls on a rope, and it's you could throw 60, 70 yarders on a rope. So when you say that, to me, um, that's like a, a leg up from Jaden Daniels because Jaden Daniels got that kind of speed work. Mm-hmm. That you know, did you know Michael Vick ran a four three? Not surprised. Michael Vick was a four three guy. Like mm-hmm. he can get out and go, but mm-hmm. he also had a rope. So I, I'm I'm feeling you. I'm I, I can roll with Michael Vick. Michael Vick took a program down at Virginia Tech and took it. You know, just kept building on what they had had going on down there in for Georgia for, for Georgia Tech for a, a nice little span. Probably a good what eight years. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, give mm-hmm. or take. Um, sixty one oh two says Caden Salter from Liberty. I would need to look more into that, but I would need to look into it. But those types, right. I'm with. Mm-hmm. I'm with going. Mm-hmm. He, look. There's a lot, like, quarterbacks at places like Tulane, quarterbacks that can actually do some things that maybe got overlooked, maybe at a place like Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. Oklahoma's not disappointed because look look where um, uh, left-hander. Gabriel. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, they're, they're not disappointed with Gabriel. But you can find somebody out there mm-hmm. in, in, like, those – Programs like Houston or Cincinnati. Uh, I'm not saying that's the right. case, but I'm saying there's some out there. There are somewhere. And again, there's no one right answer to this. I'm no. just getting the thoughts. Um- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ethan says, can we mine the FCS for a stud? That's what I'm saying. Maybe. Um, South They're Dakota State guy, North Dakota State yeah. guy back in the day. Now, Nebraska has let some in-state quarterbacks go to North Dakota State. Your, your Easton Sticks, um, guy, guys of that nature. I think Cole Payton ended up going that way as well. Um, what is the one that Noah got away? Walters to what is the North that, Alabama. What is the one that got away and went down to Oklahoma State? Zane Flores. How is he doing? Hasn't played. Okay. Fourth on the depth chart. No. Oklahoma State cycled no, through three guys. Risk. And Zane was was not the fourth there. Yeah. Um nine will wrap us up just says a smart one. Somebody. Start with the brain. IQ. Work from there. Please. 3.0, all big uh, academic, all big ten. That's what I um something. All right. Some cerebral cortex work. Right. Um Rob from Des Moines <laughs> asks, is Daniel Kalen a Bo Nix type? No. Bo Nix mm-hmm. is is more athletic. He's right. more mobile. Um 
not not against Daniel Kalen. I think he can be a piece for Nebraska in the future. But no, Bo Nix is a different quarterback than Daniel Kalen is. And no, no. and just to note here real quickly before we do talk some defense, normally we would be uh, you know talking to Brian Munson in the next five, 10 minutes or so. Brian's got some, some big family stuff going on. So we will not have our normal Monday chat with Brian Munson this week. Um, he said he'll, he'll keep me posted on next week. So it might be a few weeks before we talk to Brian. So instead of that, uh, I'll play a conversation I had with Tom Chattel from yesterday coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, but Strick, we do have to talk about the Nebraska defense. And we can go you know a little past our normal time here about this because this is a unit that absolutely deserves the praise it's getting. Keeping Nebraska in games, making big plays, um, great toe drag interception by Javen Wright along the sideline. Then he comes in and forces the fumble as Maryland's driving down at the end of the game. That's the type of stuff we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Man, freaking get in there and dig some stuff out. Look, they made plays. I mean, big plays to get stops to keep you in the game because it could have got nasty. Mm-hmm. You were not scoring. You're turning the ball over, and they're getting it back for you. Mm-hmm. And, man, that that was a good play, man. Going down with the tackle had a presence of mind to just reach in there, dig that thing out at the last minute as the guy spun off. Look for opportunities more like that. I, that's why I was impressed by the D, just stepping up and getting the turnovers, getting the fumbles, mm-hmm. doing what they needed to 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 help keep the team in the game because it could have got ugly. It sure could have. Ty Robinson played maybe the splashiest game of his career, had a couple passes uh, broken up, had a near sack on uh, the interception that Javen Wright had. Nash Huttmacher had a key fourth down stop. Strict, the defense is playing really well. It's coached well. There are a lot of guys cycling in and out. You don't really ever see a drop-off there. Eight tackles for loss. Nebraska really contained the run well um, in the first three and a half quarters. Only one sack, though, but they, they did hurry Tagovailoa a couple times. Marquise Buford, you saw him coming like a missile on that sack. I, I can only imagine the type of hit he would have laid in the early 2000s. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. I, also, one of the things that I noticed that... If you have a free run at a potentially mobile quarterback of any kind, you've got to learn to break down. Mm-hmm. Like they they had him a couple times where they just over pursued because you're just running at a full speed. But if you break down and you contain and then either make the play or force him to do they just once once he broke contain and he 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 was able to slither out. I think it was a long third down too. That was one of them. But just just little things like that. Just mm-hmm. we could do a little bit better too. And I'm sure they'll watch it on film. Some of that too is almost treating it like a basketball closeout. Right? Yeah, get, get to a spot, get a get hand a spot, in his face, break down, break down, make him make a decision, make him make a decision. Yeah, if he's going to step because you know he's either going to try to spin out, he's going to try to shake you, fake you. So it's better to just break down and then boom. Go and make a play. And you're probably more athletic than him. You're probably yeah. probably stronger than him, especially if you're a defensive lineman. So it's hard to stop that much mass and momentum. But if you find a way to break down, it might, might increase your sack numbers or at least be a positive play. I do want to talk about this, though, Strick. As well as the defense played, I still feel like they left a drive out there. Um, Hartzog got burned on the first touchdown drive twice. Okay, it happens. Rough series, good offense, good players. It happens. Nebraska was one play away from getting off the field. They had Maryland in third and 10 before the pass interference uh, called on Tommy Hill. And then on Hemby's long run to get them into field goal range, a missed assignment there. It, it feels unfair for me to say, I want the defense to do more when so much is being asked about them. 
But the previous two drives, you held Maryland to to four plays for three yards. They kick a field goal that they start in your territory on, mm-hmm. very far on your side of the field. And they do go six plays, 46 yards um, on their second drive of the fourth quarter. But you make a big play. Then you take eight minutes off the clock. That defense should have been so ready well rested, mm-hmm. ready to go. In the first two plays, they looked like it. But this is where... Again, it's hard for me to to ask more of the defense, but if you're one play away and you don't have one more play in you, you lose focus, you don't get your head turned around, that's a problem. To then not be able to bounce back from that play and, and, and miss an assignment and not stop Maryland, who still had 50, 60 yards down the field to go, it's a good defense. But Iowa's defense makes that stop. Those yeah. mistakes don't compound into more. And again, you only allow 13 points to Maryland, who's averaging 30. Incredible. You allow fewer than... 400 total yards to an offense that blows past that. Great. Eight tackles for loss. Stupendous. Some great individual performances. But I still am left feeling, what if? Is there one more play, one more drive in this defense? Mm. <sighs> um, I, I hear what you're saying. I understand it. I can, in some instances, agree with it. Um, it's just, it's 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 tough for me to put the whole onus and I know you're not. Right. But to put that onus on them after, look, in college football, if you're holding teams to 10 points, you 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 should be able to stumble upon 21 points if they're doing their job, which I think they did for the most part. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do something with that. Mm-hmm. But to not be able to do anything and to turn, look, it in any sport, if you turn the rock over, you're most likely putting yourself in jeopardy to lose most games. Mm-hmm. It's in basketball. It's in soccer. It's in hockey. It's the same type of thing. If you're turning the rock over, the puck over, the soccer ball over, the football, whatever, mm-hmm. if you're turning it over and putting a strain on the defense, the forwards, or whatever, the goalie, then eventually – enough of those opportunities are going to lend you uh, to come up short. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say you know, this is probably a lot of the issue with Nebraska. This was supposed to be a defense segment. We spent a lot of time on quarterbacks and offense. Um, so let us know your thoughts on the defense, 402-464-5685. Again, I don't, I don't want it to come off as I'm pinning it all on the defense. Oh, the defense sucks. Oh, the defense isn't doing enough. I do think the defense is doing more than enough for Nebraska to win these games. I'm on board with that. But can they make one more play? Is there another step? Is there another level to this defense? They play so well. It's unfair for them to get burned a couple times. But where this team is at, honestly, it just needs one more play from the defense. Nebraska was one play away. Even with all the wasted possessions. Even with five turnovers. One play away. So maybe from the outside, it's unfair to 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 ask more of the defense. But if I'm on that defense trick, I'm saying to myself, man, I have to be this much better. It, it, it's a lot. It's more work than I've ever done before. I don't think I should have to. But those guys on the offense are struggling. I'm their teammate. I'm going to do everything in my power to pick them up. Yeah. That's it, man. That's it. I still think there's more creativity that's still... Uh, available to Nebraska on the offensive side of things. Mm-hmm. I think they tried to use their, and, and it worked when they did. Um, they were able, I, I think you should use fleeks in in routes. 
out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, As a Wildcat quarterback. They, 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 they worked him on a couple of angle routes uh, against linebackers and had some success. I think you got to do that. I think you got to just add them into the game plan a mm-hmm. little bit more and, and hopefully we'll just alleviate some of the stresses that <laughs> you have to read uh, mm-hmm. in coverage as far as it being stuck in the pocket. Good stuff on the Nebraska defense in the quarterback position. Uh, like I mentioned before, no Brian Munson today. Um, our, our thoughts and prayers, our best wishes with Brian and his family. Um, we'll talk to him again as soon as Brian's ready, as soon as we have the chance to. But instead of that, Tom Chattel from the Husker Extra Hour uh, yesterday. If you heard it, great. You get to hear it again. If you haven't heard it, some really good stuff from Tom Chattel of the Omaha World. Harold, we'll get to that conversation uh, as we continue on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket.